Hello, 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 and welcome to the Rundown New Music Podcast, episode number 10. I'm joined by a lot, a lot of people from well, that, 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 that wonderful band called the Passing Sages. I'm joined by Carrie, Hi. Holly, Nick, hello. and I'm reading this from the description as well, Mr. Klein, I'm sure he has a first name, <laughs> uh, Daniel, and is it Sean? Yeah, that's Sean. That. Sean. Yeah, well, sure. We're gonna call him Sheen now for sure. We'll call him Sheen now because he's keen. He's keen. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, welcome you guys. Uh, Thank you. You're very welcome. Uh, tell me a little bit about you guys. Who wants to take this one? Um, I don't really know where to start. We are the Passing Sages. Me and Holly, uh, we're the two singers. We actually only just joined um, the band back in 2018 when um, they were looking for a singer and me and Holly actually auditioned at the same time to be the singer and uh, and then the guys in the band um, thought that our voices couldn't mix well and they wanted to have both of us. So lucky for us, um, we both joined the band. So it started off a kind of, it was very kind of soul, funky. Um, they they had uh, still have a, a songwriter called Jonathan who kind of helped with um, a lot of the tracks um, before. And then when, when Holly joined, um, she has a more kind of modern take on things. So um, the music kind of more kind of electronic sounds and things all came out. So, um, and then Daniel came uh, last two years ago. Yeah, 2020. You auditioned like two weeks before lockdown or something. Yeah, it took a while to get our keys clear, so we're very happy we've got Daniel. And there's six of us now, so yeah, that's kind of where we're at at the moment. Anything I missed out? Probably along the way. Yeah, and there's lots of things happened on the way, but that's basically it, yeah. And Sean and I had, with Mr. Clyde, we'd been in a band beforehand, and that kind of like... Um, sort of dissolved and then we were trying new stuff out and then it somehow became we became the passing sages we were working with that with jonathan the, the songwriter we mentioned and originally we were just going to be like his backing band and we were going to do our own thing on the side and then we realized well, actually we were kind of enjoying the music we were making with him uh, and then it always kind of snowballed and grew from there where did the name come from Ah, so the, is... the, well, how long have you got? Well, I can tell the story of the origins of the name of the passing sages, and yeah, we literally got asked this like two weeks ago, and someone was like, "What does it mean?" And I was like, "I don't even know." Like, I don't. I'm sorry. Yeah. I literally don't know. Right, let me see if I can remember all this correctly. So, uh, basically, Jonathan, the, the songwriter we mentioned, he uh, is a, a teacher, and he was teaching. He was like tutoring a pupil and it was the, the pupil was indian and during their lessons i think they were teaching he was teaching them maths but during it they would quite often just as you do when you're teaching just ch- start chatting about other stuff as well and the student would quite often tell him about um sort of old indian tales and stories and stuff and a common theme or a common thread throughout a lot of these was this idea of a, of a sage that would always kind of come along to the town and help out or save the day or whatever like that and then they would just go on their way almost like a sage that's passing by, like a passing sage. And that is basically where where it came from. And what's really interesting for us, it all kind of fits in because in Indian sort of folklore, it's one of the only cultures where the sort of sage type characters, like the wise people, are represented as women. Whereas in nearly every other culture, it tends to be men that are those characters. So for us, it's quite interesting because we've got two female singers at the front. They're kind of like, the face and heart of the band, really. So they are, they are the, they're the past scene. We're just the helpers behind the scenes. But um, yeah, so that, it kind of ties in nicely with that. But that's where it comes from. Somehow it stems from Indian. I'm Indian just going to start telling people it's a book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just an obscure book. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a little bit of a long tale, but it's, it's a nice tale nonetheless. And the hope is eventually we will like the passing sages in the books and we will travel across the lands <laughs> yeah. and spread our music. And Sean absolutely loves this bit. But yeah, so it all kind of ties in nicely to that. But it's also just a quirky name, I think, that makes people kind of look at it and go, oh, what's that? <laughs> it is. Definitely. And it's, it's a nice story as well. So 
Yeah, it's it's. I like that, and the, the, the way he's kind of come across spiritual. Yeah, it's it, exactly exactly. Dying for someone um, to turn us into like a cartoon or something. <laughs> it could be. A it could be. Yeah, like a whole book series, like cartoon yeah. books. I mean, Probably like comic books. Sure. Not comic books. You read them. Yeah. That 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 could be really cool, really nice. It could turn out really well, or that could be a a crisis. <laughs> oh, oh, I think Sean. Yes, I think Sheen yes. there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was a bad attempt at a segue there, folks. <laughs> I'm going to be playing the new track from the Passing Sages. It's called Crisis on the Dance Floor. Crisis, uh, folks. Eh? What can wait, I don't know where to start with this one. It's very different from your previous big hit. Quite different. Who'd like to start us off? Holly's the best one to take this one. Yeah, right? Holly wrote the song, so yeah. she's probably the best one. To... Yeah. Um... Yeah, it's taking me back now. I think I initially wrote this, um, I think this must have been about two or three years ago when I kind of wrote the initial demo idea for it. Um, so, yes, it's actually going back now trying to, like, remember, you know, what inspired me. But I think, you know, the, um, the, the idea kind of came from the fact that I'd went to see a concert in Glasgow and it was it was actually, um, I went to see Kendrick Lamar and um, NERD were supporting them. Um, and, you know, Pharrell Williams was obviously there and I was like, oh man, you know, this is going to be absolutely wild. You know, it's going to be totally Quite the lineup, yeah. You know, I was just really looking forward to it, you know, thinking that this was going to be like the best hip hop gig of the year in Glasgow. And then I remember kind of getting there, it was at Bella Houston Park and I remember like the, 
the crowds were just so, like, they looked so bored. And, you know, he was playing all these hits and everything. And I was like, oh, this is amazing. And, yeah, everybody was just, like, totally, like, they just looked like they didn't want to be there. And I was like, you know, what's happened to crowds nowadays? So that had kind of, like, inspired it. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of about, it's about people being a bit self-conscious and being a bit scared to dance and, and kind of let their hair down. Um, and I guess it's also a bit of a flex in terms of, you know, our music and, you know, maybe how our music's a wee bit different than some, you know, the usual indie bands that you kind of get, you know, our music's really kind of, it's quite fun and it's upbeat and I think that's what makes us different, you know. It's, uh, I, w- I would argue it's quite the, uh, it made me think, because I've heard your previous hit, which I'm sorry, I keep forgetting, it's burning up, that's it, I keep forgetting. Um, I was going to have to take so many. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, burning up, it's, you know, it's it's a disco hit. It it, it does get you moving. Uh, it flows nicely. And then Crisis on the Dance Floor, a bat's literally being taken to that disco ball. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's... It kind of hits a bit harder. It's yeah. a bit... There's a bit more, like, It's like an electronic it, rebirth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's... Uh, it de- definitely that, and 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 it shows that you know your range is so can go so much further. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you aren't limited to just doing you know typical what other indie bands would do and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Lovely sound. Uh, great, great track. Uh, wh- I've lost my train of thought now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So. I've nothing bad to say about the track, so I, I, yeah, like <laughs> when it comes to writing songs in, in, in general and whatnot, where where does the inspiration come from? I think it just sort of depends on the song really. Um Yeah. I don't know, what do you think? I think Matt, like there's I get asked this a lot, whether it be in like these sort of interviews or from my students and stuff. And to be honest, I don't, I think if any, if there's anyone out there that will give you like one answer for this, I think they're lying because I don't think there is a, this is how you write a song. If we look at even just the ones we've put out so far, everyone has been written different. Everyone started different. Some of it has started with music. Some of it started with lyrics. Some of it started with um, just an idea of what something could be about or, or an emotion that we're trying to create. So everything's definitely been different. With this one, as like we mentioned, Holly kind of had this idea there, quite quite a fleshed out idea, and kind of brought it to us. And we all kind of learned it as a band and then started throwing ideas on it. And then we actually gigged it for like a while before, before lockdown happened. And then when we came back to it after finishing the Burning Up EP, it was kind of like we had this finished article. And I like to think of it almost like a, like a statue. Like we've got the marble, we've hacked away at it. And we've got this sort of finished product, but then we've taken it again and we've hacked away at it some more and we've, we've kind of <laughs> polished it even more. And that's what we've, we've done with Crisis. So yeah, I don't think there is a, this is how you write a song sort of step one, step two, step three, because you can do it in any order. And I think that's the beauty of it. I, I see it as like having fun. And I think a lot of the time people forget, like when you were a kid, you could just have fun and make stuff up and you didn't kind of worry about it but I think as we get older we start to worry about it more and the beauty of songwriting I think is you can just have fun kind of let yourself get carried away a bit or I get carried away and then the rest of them the rest of them are like no we're not putting chimes on it I'm like we need chimes everywhere and gongs yeah yeah, yeah. and pauses everywhere yeah there's my short answer (laughs) Ah. (laughs) well a follow up to that uh, being such a big band how well do these get on? Like, does it flow naturally? Oh. Or, is it, <laughs> <laughs> or is it like a typical family dynamic where there, there may be some bickering going on? And <laughs> Absolutely. Like, we, we, get, we get on as a whole, we get on very, very well, and maybe too well, and there is bickering. Uh, Holly and Nick, uh, to name two. Mum and Dad. Yeah, Mum and Dad. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, well, they, we're, getting, we're airing it out now, right? Uh, <laughs> both of them are so involved with the band, and both of them have so many good ideas and strong opinions about things. Um, so, yeah, they, we just kind of sit back, let them kind of 
argue out and then by the by the end of our uh, kind of practice we'll, we're all kind of hugged and made up so it is one of those kind of family bonds that we've got that we do all love each other but we also get each other's tits sometimes <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely like it's the same with all bands yeah. isn't it so you know like and the thing is you spend a, a hell of a lot of time with each other as well you know whether that's just like you know doing your weekly practices or like going you know, see your gigs and stuff, but yeah, honestly, I don't know if we were to ever go on tour one day. <sighs> Separate buses. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I think it's like, it is good because although, yeah, me and Holly do bicker and fight quite a bit, it's like, it's positive because I, I, I would prefer that than the opposite, which would be like to have no one to kind of butt heads with because it's good because we're constantly pushing each other. We're constantly asking each other the question of, right, do we need that? Do we not need that? Rather than just kind of, accepting everything so I kind of I kind of I think it's a good thing like she definitely makes me better by like telling me no don't do that or that's stupid um, and I, hopefully the same way the other way we kind of make each other work a little bit harder by always knowing that the other one's watching what the other one's doing we need to and, kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> basically keeping each other on your toes yeah uh, essentially <laughs> yeah no that, that that sounds nice and that 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 leads me nicely on to my next question Covid, how did that affect you guys? Sean, uh, Sean, you actually had it, didn't you? Yeah, you're the only one that's had it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, not during lockdown though. No, just, <laughs> I went back to work. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think well, we've mentioned this before. I think in some other interviews, but I think we were kind of in a weird way lucky, um, because where we were a band as a band, it didn't dramatically affect. It. What I mean by that is we weren't a band at that stage that were making a living from music. We weren't going out and gigging every weekend and that was our living. So for that, mm. we were quite lucky. There's been other musicians and other people in the industry and loads of industries that have been hit a lot worse than we have. So for that, we're kind of lucky. What, what it basically just did was just almost slowed us down a bit, mm-hmm. quite a bit. Like I said earlier, it's like we've missed two years, really. Like um, mm-hmm. when I was thinking back, when did we join this band? And I, I, I don't even know what, I keep forgetting what year we're in just now. Like it's <laughs> yeah. just the last yeah. couple of years has just been a, a haze. And yeah. it has even when you think after the first lockdown, you're like, right, we're going to get back and gigging again. And then there's another lockdown and it just felt like you were never getting anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas now I feel like we have had a cu- couple of gigs now um, within the last couple of months. And I feel like we're starting to get somewhere again. And, fingers crossed it's good just to we did so many kind of online and um, kind of streams and um kind of live live and um, kind of gigs online but it just it was never the same although we appreciate it at the time it was just never the same as you getting that audience interaction when you're out there singing mm. and and um, performing and you just yeah that that's what it was missing the whole time so it's nice to get back gigging again and hopefully there's going to be a lot more to come this year mm-hmm Definitely, definitely. It's it's been quite quite the uh, it's had quite the effect on a lot of people. Uh, in previous interviews I've done, it it's been a mixed bag. But overall, it's been positive rather than negative, and that's I, I like to hear that. It's nice to hear, and it sounds like for you guys, it it, it was positive as well. Yeah, the weird thing was was that. For ages, Daniel was in the band, but we'd only ever met him once. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that must have been hard for Daniel because we have like a group chat as well, like on Messenger, where we're just like constantly messaging all the time. And Daniel must have been like, oh my God, like, he was like chalked into the deep end. I had yeah. about like 40 songs to learn mm-hmm. as well. I think that the second time we actually met you face to face was it not when we went and shot the burning up. I now? already like, you were like my bro. Like I knew you well. Like yeah, that's after only odd. like meeting you one time. It like. was yeah, because we did so much like Zoom chats and in yeah. online chats and everything. That yeah, I met everyone once, and then eight months later, like met them for the second time, but already felt like I knew everyone decently yeah. well. So it was, it was a very weird dynamic, <laughs> and um, yeah, but I think like it was definitely still. Productive. I mean, mm-hmm. we did a lot yeah, part yeah. of that time. Making all like, Zoom really... calls and yeah, quizzes and drinking. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, quizzes. Yeah, and the other positive that came from uh, from the lockdown was, I think, it, without it, we probably wouldn't have had like real saxophone and stuff on the EP. Um, yeah. I ended up like teaching myself saxophone in a week and going, right, I want to put this on the track because it sounds better than the MIDI instruments we had. But had it not been for lockdown, I wouldn't have had that time just sitting in the flat, like not out gigging or not out of band practice so that was a positive from it as well 
Um, yeah, as we say, like, it just slowed stuff down. Yeah, because we had we we built up our set like just before lockdown. We were like, right, we've got this two-hour set, and we're ready to go out and do loads of gigs everywhere. And then it just was like, oh, and slow down. <laughs> So that was that was the biggest impact and then also it delayed our like the ep and stuff but again that was positive because where the tracks were when we were originally going to release it was nothing like where they finally got to when we did release it yeah. so yeah. Yeah. yeah positive all around yeah definitely that's what i was saying it's been positive uh i've, I've not heard much in, in in the form of negativity so I, i'm happy for you guys uh, and everybody else that has had a positive outcome during Covid, mm-hmm. it feels like it would never end. Mm-hmm. It still feels like it'll never end. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, that 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 kind of lets us move in nicely. What's how how is the local music scene? Uh, where you guys are? How has it been? How is it now? I'm asking so many questions. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, there's not much. No, there's, there's not. Much I think. Much. That's, that's not true. We're just well, not. We're just not in there. Yeah. It's all it's all based on taste. If you like. Indie pop rock stuff, you'll get a million bands that are all in the same kind of ballpark. If you want something a bit different and more niche, the firm one's not where you're going to find it. You'll have to venture through to Edinburgh, Glasgow, because um, there's loads of going on in the firm one. It's just not everyone's cup of tea. Mm. Mm. I think I, I think Fife is, you know, in some areas quite renowned for, you know, folk and acoustic music and stuff as well, you know. Um, Obviously, you know, with the Fence Collective kind of label that used to be active a few years ago and obviously Katie Tunstall from St Andrews and the Pictish Trail and all that kind of thing, you know, it's it used to have, mm. like, really quite a, a busy wee, you know, acoustic folk scene, but it's kind of diminished a wee bit. Um, there is a lot of kind of indie rock bands. But, yeah, I think there's not an awful lot of selection in terms of different genres. I think that's the only thing about Fife, you know. If you want to go and see a jazz band, you're not going to get it here. I think it's also, like, the venues are the problem. Because there's not really... Mm. Now in Dunfermline, for, like, bands of our sort of size, there's kind of, like, one venue now. Mm -hmm. And that's PJ's. Yeah, it's really hard for bands here, you know. I think most bands from Fife now have to venture out to Edinburgh or Glasgow or Dundee sometimes, you know, to try and get some decent gigs. And it's a shame, and it's... I think it's just, you know, obviously these kind of smaller independent venues have just really suffered and as a result of that, so is the music scene. But, I mean, there's some really great bands, you know, in, in Kirkcaldy and based in Fife, you know. We played with a really great band called... Um, played with a really great band called um, Mosaics recently and they were brilliant. Um, like, I, I don't really know how to, like, describe their music. It was kind of poppy. Uh, but like kind of pop rock and they were great and we also played with a, a band called Gentleman Jackals who are brilliant as well and they were really you know heavy kind of chunky rock riffs and, and they were great and yeah, I think there's there's so many great bands kicking about locally but it's sometimes just hard to come across them and I think especially now with being the winter it's like you know people aren't really going out as much and you're not really getting the opportunity to discover um, some of these more local bands which, which is a shame but there's loads of loads of great bands you know um, Cody Fikin she's another one um, amazing singer um, from Leaving Mouth Buckhaven and she's she's brilliant and she's been really active recently and yeah, I mean, we're lucky in Fife to have loads of really talented people, but I think our problem is you don't, we just don't have the platforms here, you know? Hmm. Definitely. Or the platforms are quite gated. There's definitely, like, I, we, I, I hope we've always felt it. We've been, like, a little bit on the outside of, like, the different music scene. That's because it's almost like a, a choice we've kind of done that. Um, it definitely feels like there's these little small collectives, but they don't really like letting others into the small collectives. I think you get that everywhere. It's a fishbowl. The film's a fishbowl. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can, I can, I, uh, it sounds like, like quite a common thing uh, when I've been talking to other artists and bands and whatnot. Um, yeah, Glasgow, Edinburgh. Down south mm-hmm. seems to be the places to go, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we've played with some yeah. brilliant bands, you know, in Edinburgh and stuff, you know, like Jimmy Get Your Funk On, they were fantastic, you know, um, kind of jazz rock band, and we pay- played with Super and Decryptonites as well, um, which was a great gig. And um, yeah, we like going over there when we get the chance, you know. No, 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 playing in Glasgow yet, no. <laughs> we've, we've actually still never played a Glasgow gig. I think that's on, on the cards this year is to try and. 
branch out that way. Another difficult thing for us we're finding is like finding the a band that we like would fit with to go on their bill. Mm-hmm. That's been another That's issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you know anyone that was looking for support <laughs> and we would work well with them, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that, well, I might have two uh, in, 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 in the box for you. So that leads me nicely on to two songs uh, we're going to listen to. <laughs> Maybe not. Yous will decide, of course. Uh, we're going to listen to two songs and we're going to talk a little bit about them. And then it's back to you guys, of course, because yous are the stars of the show. <laughs> So we're going to kick things off with Phyla, and uh, she brought out our new EP called Rabbit Hole, and we're going to be listening to the song from uh, Rabbit Hole called Gum, and that came out on the 28th of January 2022. one I thought it was really really good um, it was totally giving me 80s kind of nostalgic vibes um, I love her singing um, they're great yeah it was just got really kind voice. of catchy you know yeah she's got a really good voice it was yeah, really kind of catchy um, and yeah it's the sort of thing you could imagine you know being on like a movie or something you know like yeah like an Alice in Wonderland it's like an American like a house of kind of American it's like the intro montage scene of like the new season or something yeah yeah sex education yeah I thought it would work well in the start of sex education yeah I've never seen that but and I kept thinking it was like the the last song that's played at the end of the the Bourne films Mm -hmm. I can't remember the life of what it's called but that's all I could hear in my head after it Mm -hmm. and I liked the music video as well it was it was pretty cool 
Um, are, are, are they like Scottish or? They're not Scottish, no. sadly. Uh, but, uh, I was going to say because it looks like LA or something like where it's been filmed or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's been filmed in England, but I'd need to don't don't quote me on that. <laughs> right. Because we're a wee stock on their Facebook page and it doesn't say where they're from. Like they've yeah. just mm-hmm. done a, a made a real session, which is quite impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Not jealous of that at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a really good song. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I thought it would be a nice song to feature because I feel like there's slight similarities between that and uh, what you guys do. Uh, I feel like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's always nice to see another female-fronted band. You know, it's girl power and all that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the year of the, of, of, of the feminine... Female movement. <laughs> mm-hmm. It certainly Can is. I say that right? <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to see more more female musicians, artists, and that in the scene because yeah, there's a lot of men in the scene. No offense, guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's saturated, so it's, it's always nice to see more uh, women and any anybody. Uh, that, you, you get where I'm coming from. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no more. More. Uh, next up, I'm moving on very quickly here. Next up, uh, it's a band called Dutch Wine. I don't believe they are Dutch. Uh, be funny if they were. No. I think these ones are yeah. still from Glasgow. <laughs> they, yeah, they are from Glasgow. They are indeed. And uh, we're going to listen to their song Second Best from their EP Before It Wasn't. And that also came out on the 28th of January 2022.
guys. Dutch Wayne, he's in the mid for some Wayne. <laughs> this was yeah. interesting. And this, if you if you were at like a like a club or something or a bar, and you walked in at the start of this, and then you went to the toilet and came back, you would not have thought it was the same song that was still playing. That's my first thought of it. The first, the start of it, it was quite avant-garde, almost like jazzy. It was like these throwing these like weird rhythms all over the place. I was like, okay, this is very different to the previous track we just listened to. I was like, okay, so this is very different. And then it went straight up like generic indie at one point. I'm like, wait a minute, where where did we just? How did we get there? And then there were sections where there was definite, I, I felt like, sort of Red Hot Chili Peppers vibes in there. And then the end section, it was, it was almost like Franz Ferdinand had just walked in the room. And I was... Yeah, I really oh, liked yeah. the end yeah, section. Was I was, like, totally vibing at the end, you know. It, it was very, fr- like, Franz Ferdinand. But mm. it totally reminded me of, like, you know, Andy Partridge from, like, XDC, you know, mm. at the end. Like, I was really getting into it. But I think for me it was a bit of a slow burner, I don't know. Like, I think, Daniel, I think it pe- definitely picked up towards the end, you know. But it, it was quite high energy, wasn't it? Yeah, Daniel, you said something that was perfect, almost like it was like loads of really good ideas that could have maybe been done with being separate songs that are just going to yeah. be like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the start... I think it was sound... progressive. It was progressive. <laughs> yeah, the start to me sounded really like the Pixies with the bass and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... The rest of the song was not very much yeah. like the Pixies. I really liked the start of it. I really liked the start of it. It was really atmospheric. Oh, and then the end was good. The bit in the middle... Yeah. Take, take the, the, the end and the start and just like squeeze it together. Uh, no, it was cool. It was kind of grungy. It was kind of grungy, kind of indie. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but it definitely took you on a ride, that's for sure. Uh, yeah. Under yeah, genre. Yeah, yeah there's going to be there's going to be some apostrophes oh, in there for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't know how to define it anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that, that's, that's, that, that'd be a good uh, pub quiz question. Define the genre of this song. Yeah. Their hashtag list on stuff must be massive. Just thinking every genre <laughs> every, box. Yeah. <laughs> Max out the hashtag. Uh, <laughs> I can imagine that being a problem for them. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, it was a great song from Dutch Wine and from Phyla. It's back on you guys now because the focus is on you, not those. <laughs> now, now you get someone else to review our song. Yes. <laughs> so, what is in store for? The passing stages between now and well beyond. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we've got we've got quite well, we've got plans really. We've got um, obviously um, our our singles just um, been released, and we do have plans for um, another few singles this year, hopefully. So rather than um, we thought about doing an album. Um, but then we didn't want, we thought maybe an album, some of the songs kind of get lost in an album. Um, so we decided um, it was next idea and um, just wait every few months and kind of release a single and it kind of keeps people interested and make sure that they do kind of listen to our songs and people might appreciate our songs when they have the kind of more time to, to listen to mm-hmm. them. So the, there's that kind of um, side of things. And then obviously we are trying to get more gigs and um, just trying to try new places and, and build up a bit of a fan base um, and obviously our kind of social media and things um, we, we've got somebody helping us with that so um, yeah we are just trying to get um, a kind of bigger following and see see what happens really we all just kind of enjoy it. we're just we're loving being able to kind of gig again and that's just what we enjoy so if we can make money from doing what we what we love to do then it's a bonus really mm. yeah a big focus at the moment is really uh, polishing our set like we've we we ended up building up our, we we keep doing this thing to ourselves where we say yes to a gig and we're not ready for it basically we say yes to gigs that are like two hours yeah. long when we had a set of like 20 minutes and we're like right we've got three months to <laughs> fill in the rest of the set and we kept doing that to ourselves over and over and then we got it as i said up to that point where we had like the two hour set and then Daniel joined the band so it was like right Daniel needs to relearn all these songs we need to rework all the songs with the piano being there now um, so we kind of built that back up and now we're in this place where we've kind of got half the set is like super polished like the songs are super polished and half the set where they're maybe not so it's now about trying to get the, the rest of the set up to the same level and as well as trying to like record stuff at the same time so really it's like it's put pressure on ourselves yeah, it's just like constantly jumping plates everywhere because there's the list of things we want to do 
and need to do is constantly get bigger. motivated by stress. <laughs> <laughs> That's keeping you keep going. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I just missed January. January didn't even happen for me. I felt I was just in the studio the whole of January doing mm-hmm. stuff. So, on that, it's good. It's keeping me out of trouble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is there any, uh, just, just, you know, any can answer this one? Any venue in particular you would love to play, where it be here in Scotland or anywhere in the world? Wait, da- Daniel has already been asked this and you had a good <laughs> answer. Well, I mean, it's a mad. Uh dream thing this is a dream one though it's not a huge venue there's a venue in colorado in america called the red rocks amphitheater which Mm. is very pretty it's got these big kind of i don't know i'm gonna say sandstone they're big red rocks that kind of and stairs going up outside and the stage at the bottom is really i think be really cool a nighttime show the lights illuminating the rocks and stuff like that it's uh i think it's really cool so Mm. yeah i named that that would be up there for me anyway and if not battle lance yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's quite a contrast from uh, the US to Glasgow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I like it though. Uh, you never know. Uh, never say never. Yeah. Or 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 Eurovision. I think I think we go down oh, the storm no. at Eurovision. Yeah. Next yeah. session at Eurovision. Well, It'll be amazing. Uh, I'll I'll uh, I'll I'll. I'll, I'll, I'll last year. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm I'll I'll wait in a little bit. Uh, the independence thing. Personally, I'm for it, but it's a selfish reason why I'm for independence for Scotland. Oh, so we can enter on our own. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll actually get We, we will. We will. Whereas England will be at the bottom, no poir. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah I, I'm with you on that I think one. You've said Let's... that before. Yeah. Right? You know. <laughs> can you imagine who we'll be putting forward, though? It'll be like Michelle McManus or something. <laughs> <laughs> Next year, when it was from like 15 oh, years maybe ago. Maybe we'll fly in <laughs> she isn't she like huge in like japan and stuff like she's proper like massive over there she is. Yeah. not that they're in europe for the revision anyway but you <laughs> oh yeah i could i could you might as well be aren't america like they're joining soon or they're doing their own one it's like the american eurovision song contest it's like it's not like Australia, they're in the Eurovision now as well. It's just like kind of like anyone that can pay gets to join, I think, is now there. So the, the way it officially works, and I feel like the rules have been slightly bent, is that anybody that contributes to the EBU uh, gets in. Uh, so I could imagine the US getting in if they were to hand over enough money. Australia, it was meant yeah. to be just a guest <laughs> thing, just to show off because they're a big fan. <laughs> But uh, uh, nobody expected it to be a permanent feature. Nick has uh, Eurovision parties every year. I do. Me and my family, every year we get the flags out, we get the scorecards out. So <laughs> it's weird. brilliant. It's amazing. We're right. still waiting for the invite. Okay, right. There we go. There we go. This Please, year. Uh, uh, <laughs> phone up Pam and see if she's allowing the whole band. I'm sure she'd love that. We'll probably have to do a wee performance in the back garden first, though. Yeah. Perform your favourite Eurovision it. songs, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, a little bit of ABBA. Yeah, no. We did you our first. Uh, <laughs> we, we don't go in our joggy bottoms, but. <laughs> Someone quite flashy. I, I mean, I'm always flashy, apart from right now. <laughs> but yeah, normally I'm flashy. Uh, <laughs> ABBA knows how to dress, don't they? <laughs> yeah. Oh, we did our first ABBA cover a few weeks ago. Like, so basically, Holly and Carrie have kept saying no, no, no to us doing an ABBA cover. And we needed to, we just needed to pad out our set a little bit for a gig recently. And we're like, right, now's the time. Let's do it. And you know what? It went down a storm and the oh, audience loved it. And the best thing is they both nailed it. Like they sounded so good <laughs> singing it. Me and Holly are probably the only females or only people that hate ABBA. <laughs> <laughs> I can't understand. I, oh, just, <laughs> yeah, we had to sing I don't understand We either. did a cover for, for the crowd. We, we knew the crowd We've been trying to get ABBA on the set for months. <laughs> Years. <laughs> Years. Wow. wow. I'd love to hear that. But uh, how, how can you not like ABBA? We may, we may do it. We may, we may film it soon oh. at some point there some talks about that oh, teaser oh <laughs> adding that to our big list of stressful things to do <laughs> oh crazy crazy <laughs> now uh, I was talking to you before, uh, about this before we started uh, we're now on to the quick fire round it's not so quick I'm going to ask you all 
some random questions. Well, they're no random because they're written down. If they were random, I'd just be <laughs> just because of my head. But that's too much work. That's too much effort. So uh, yeah, <laughs> start off with an easy one. Favorite food? Pizza. Pasta. Chinese. Or donor meat. <laughs> the band's favorite food. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I like Jamaican food actually. They have Japanese ramen. It's my favourite. Mm. So we're quite multicultural. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, there's quite quite a range going on here. <laughs> so me and Kyra are going to be great if we go to Italy for a gig. We're yeah. trying to make some pasta there, and then we'll be in Jamaica. <laughs> and then off to China. And it's not authentic Chinese food, though, is it? It's all curry sauce. <laughs> it's not real. Very true. Very true. <laughs> oh. Favourite swear word? If you have one. Well, Holly's... Well, Holly could answer this one because she's probably swears most <laughs> out of us all. Yeah, it normally followed our... Yeah, my name's normally before or after it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, that's really hard. There's too many to choose for. Or maybe maybe it makes life <laughs> easier. Which, which one you most commonly use? Probably the F bomb, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be shy, you can say it as a podcast. Oh, we're too we're over too polite. The polite sages. I'm a fan of shite as well. Oh shite is a good yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not shit. Yeah. Shite is a lot funnier than shit. <laughs> yeah. Because if you're taking the shite, that's all right. But if you're taking this oh, you're taking the shit, then Messy. That's mm-hmm. that's just wrong. <laughs> just 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 wrong. <laughs> well, thank God people can only hear this and no smell it. <laughs> Most embarrassing moment. Just in general, or to do with the band. Either or. or. It's either a really long list or a really short list, depending on <laughs> what your class is embarrassing. Um. <laughs> Cut, you, you tell your embarrassing band story. Which one? Is this uh, the Radio West Fife interview one? Or is this another one? Yeah. Or on stage in PJ's one? Oh, yeah. I know the PJ's one, but I'm worried about to the band and uh, yeah it was, uh, it was a bit awkward so, that's so now we say that all the time thanks for coming to see me they got, yeah they, they got me a framed photo with the quote Carrie thanks for coming to see me and we did it so that the, it was the picture of the band but we blurred out everyone else so it was yeah. just Carrie you could see in the yeah. image <laughs> Uh, there was a time on Radio West 5 when right, you Right, how many embarrassing stories do I need? Just, so, yeah, I, I, I couldn't even see my own name. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that, that, that is. Anybody else? Yeah, Anybody else? Anybody else could join um, in? I'm still trying to process my most embarrassing memories psychologically. <laughs> Don't bring them back. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, from most traumatic to least traumatic <laughs> it's a bit of a long story one of mine but it was uh, I'll, I'll just to uh, let everyone know it's a fart story at uni doing a little kind of extra course where we were learning sign language and we were learning it from an actual deaf woman and she would kind of sign the stuff and then uh, explain to you what it meant right on the board and um, and and uh, and so if we were to communicate with her, we had to, you know, uh, try and sign it using our very basic sign language. And had felt the urge of uh, needing to fart a little bit, and thought, "Well, this is going to be all right." You know, like, and, <laughs> was and, and just 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 easy. We're in a little like kind of horseshoe of people, um, and then realised when the deed was done that it was not. Silent, it was not going to sneak out, and we were sitting on kind of old, kind of like you'd have in a primary school classroom plastic chairs, so the sound just reverberated around the room. It had nowhere to absorb, it just echoed around, and there was, there was a deafening silence after a while. All, all the heads that could hear, not including the teacher, turned to look at me, and then there was a beat when everyone just burst out laughing. And this sounds like I'm going to say we're about 14, I was about 19, 20 when this happened. 
um, and then what followed for the next few minutes while people were literally crying with laughter was all of us trying to explain in our very basic sign language to this poor deaf woman what had just happened and why everyone was in fits of laughter. Oh my god. Okay, wow. Oh, that's... Oh. I think me, 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 Holly, and John are definitely like, oh, we can't think of anything at all. There's, there's definitely stuff. Really. Yeah. So, I just do the most embarrassing things. I think I'm just embarrassing all the time. So I, yeah. there's not one moment. <laughs> I thought there's still a moment from, like, but this is primary school. This is how much it scarred me. We were doing um, one of the dance competitions. And the dancing we were doing, it was like we were being like tribal people or something. We were doing all this, like crawling on the floor and running in and stuff. And and I just I just stretched forward and my trousers just completely <laughs> ripped right down the middle. Um, and that was only like, I'm sure, I feel it was around the same time that I sat down in school and like my trousers ripped straight away as well. And everyone thought I farted. Um, so I covered up and pretended I did fart because I felt that was a safer way out. Yeah. So most of mine seem to be involved ripping my trousers. I need to get ones that are maybe a bit looser, mm. I think. Yeah, you do have very, very tight trousers. But... Oh. Oh. Oh, okay. Oh, no. Uh, okay, I know my most embarrassing oh. one. <laughs> um, and there's video footage of this. I can't remember if we ever put it up online. <laughs> it involves tight trousers. We were putting oh, the we I think this might have been before Carrie and Holly joined and I had these super white tight trousers on. <laughs> oh, and I was talking to the audience and I thought that where I was standing, there was a barrier in front of me and no one could see. So I'm just chatting to the audience, fixing myself downstairs. I watch the video back, and I'm just staring at the audience whilst it looks like I'm touching myself. It was horrific. So that's probably that's probably gonna be the number one. Oh, uh, find out that footage. Uh, <laughs> that was embarrassing. Yeah. Well, that was that was a very embarrassing competition right there. Number one. <laughs> I'm sure Holly and Sean have something. I'm sure. Sean, how about the start of Proud Mary at our most recent game? I was going to say, unless we're talking about just band films. Oh, wait, wait, yes, yes. Do the one at PJ's when you panicked and thought that the, you were meant to come with a drum fill. Oh, no, yeah, we the first game we all played together and we got to the. I don't know. It was the breakdown in our breakdown wall part. And I got played every time. I kind of drink drink my pint and then. Drank quite a lot of the pint, it seems, and panicked, forgetting where we were in the song, just decided to play the whole chord uh, key change yeah, four played, bars early. The drum yeah. fill, which made the Holly and Carrie go, "Oh, that's our cue. We'll <laughs> sing." And then they got to the key change before the backing track, which had like the piano at the time on it, got to the key change. So they're singing out a key with the piano. Yeah, it's like, oh my any backing track, track feels embarrassing, <laughs> but that's that's just. Annoyance at not doing our job right. Hey, it's, it's a memory. I've just remembered. I've just remembered one that was really embarrassing. Um, when I was when I was in the studio with my old band, and um, we were at the studio in Glasgow. It was quite a cool studio, you know. Quite a few sort of famous like Scottish bands have like went to record here, and um, we got to know this this sound engineer dude. And I remember like was his name dude. <laughs> No. All right. Dude. And um, he, he very kindly showed us um, like the original stems from Biffy Clyro's Many a Horror. Um, and he was kind of like breaking it down. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. And then I was kind of like filming it. I, like, I, I think I was only about 19 or something. I wasn't really aware of like studio etiquette. Mm. And I was like filming it like, oh, this is amazing. And I posted it on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> and my friend who was like at the studio at the time was like oh wow Holly I just saw that you posted that video like the Biffy Clyro session on Facebook like right in front of the guy like the studio engineer and oh my god it gave me like such a massive row he was like did you put that on Facebook <laughs> and I was like yeah and he was like can you delete it now <laughs> like I don't know if he would have like lost his job or what but it was like super like confidential Simon Neal's on the phone <laughs> <laughs> he's raging and I was like hey, hey, back. I was just like trying to get Facebook likes that was pretty embarrassing I felt like such a wee girl getting around <laughs> but it was cool it was very cool it was a cool experience oh can I imagine that it was about 
40 guitar tracks on it, I'll tell you that much for for oh, wow. <laughs> actually getting Well it's 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 memories we'll all we'll all remember, isn't it, really? Farting and ripping exactly. trousers, yeah. That, <laughs> that could be a next single, who knows? Yeah, that's the album. <laughs> Fancy pants, uh, using the American term. Uh, <laughs> biggest pet peeve. Besides Nick. Oh, <laughs> we spend too much time together in a week. Mine's probably just what I tell everyone. I've not mixed this yet. Just listen to the ideas. <laughs> and everyone tells me what's too loud and what's too quiet. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I can breathe now. Mm. I don't know. I can't think of one of them. Something that annoys you. Not something that just gets on your teeth. Gets on your... Yeah. <laughs> People use the word adulting. Uh, well, yeah. I my bills. I'm adulting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were right. I was... I was thinking you were talking about adultery, and I was like, how, how many times are people using that around? <laughs> and I hate when people say, I did a thing. Like, yeah. I did a thing today, you're not going to believe it. I'll <laughs> <laughs> um, I have no idea. Do when I... people ask us to play Oasis, like, oh. <laughs> yeah, and they would play Wonder Woman anyway. And they don't realise. <laughs> oh. Does that happen a lot? Oh yeah, especially in Fife. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sometimes you would think you were in Manchester when you when you come to Fife, I think. Yeah, that that you'd think that. Yeah, it'd be more Manchester thing than a Fife thing. Yeah. yeah. The best. I think the best one though I've ever got asked at a gig, which was completely unexpected. Someone came up to me at a wedding once and went, "Do you know the only fools and horses theme tune?" <laughs> I was like, "How many people are you thinking? Like, are just out there knowing that theme tune, like how to play it straight away?" Do you know it? No, I will I need to learn it now. That, that'll fill in your yeah, uh, tour okay. set. Exactly. <laughs> that, along with some ABBA hits. Mm. <laughs> no, no more. No more ABBA. More ABBA. More ABBA, more ABBA yeah. Oh, was that an ABBA cover band we're, we're now starting? <laughs> A 40-minute set of only ABBA. Yeah. <laughs> I like the sound of that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you had your own cocktail or mocktail, what would it be called? What would be in it? Uh, mine would maybe be called Carry Me Home. <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs> oh my god, that's just, amazing. Just, that's that's that. No, I didn't actually. It's just a big one. It's just a big one. Yeah. God knows what will be in it. A bit of a Arsenal. Wow. Well, that's pretty heavy. That bar's yeah. been set high, folks. So uh, have a have a think. <laughs> um, mine would be Hollywood, and it would be a mocktail, and it would probably be some coffee-based. Die zero fun, healthy. <laughs> yeah, almond milk, coffee, yeah. iced. Oh wow! It just sounds <laughs> like a nice what coffee. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, like. Bit. That sounds like an acquired taste sort of mocktail right there. Hmm. Yeah. I think mine would probably be something like, uh, like a like lunchbox snacks, but like blended down. Because <laughs> that's basically what a diet is. Disgusting. <laughs> I, I, eat, I eat all the classic lunchbox snacks. Well, nobody's going to buy that. <laughs> yeah, I will. <laughs> Carrie should be called a bourbon. Oh, yeah. Actually. <laughs> a bourbon. Oh. You know the little biscuits? I know the little biscuits. <laughs> With like... The chocolate inside. How do you pronounce that word? Uh, oh, I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh. <laughs> See, we we said bourbon or bourbon bur- bur- or bourbon, oh, yeah. bourbon, and Carrie says a bourbon. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I feel this is just the audience of get a, get a Cal- yeah. Carrie. Uh. <laughs> Anybody else with the cocktail? Okay. Or mocktail or breakfast drink on. or lunch drink by the sounds of it now. <laughs> yeah. That's still alcohol. Um, Jack Daniels, Amaretto and Coke. It's already a drink though. <laughs> with, a, with a slither of Donner Meal. <laughs> 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 it's a little wedge of wine. Yeah, wedge of <laughs> I'm sure you could add a wee bit of something unusual to it to make it your own, I suppose. But uh, Carrie's favourite, uh, was it the chilli flatliner? Oh no. What was it? Zambuca, tequila, and. I don't know. Chili Zambuca, tequila, and Tabasco sauce. Oh, oh wow. Jesus. 
It burns. Yeah. Ian's would probably just be a bottle of Kraken. <laughs> And that's it. That's it. That's his, that's his cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> that's just a taxi ride. Yeah, the, the taxi ride. <laughs> wow, that's, yeah. that's quite. Uh... So, there are many different answers. I'm, I'm liking this. It's uh, it's a good question, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now here, here's probably the hardest question at this quick fire round. Your favourite single or EP or album and who it's by? If you have a favourite. Well, mine is the Burning Up EP by the Anyone ah. <laughs> 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 got one? Mine's is the Red Shoes by Kate Bush. Ooh. Like a bit of Kate Bush. I would probably go for the Pornography album by Extreme. The what? <laughs> Pornography. <laughs> Pornography. Yeah, it was very risky when I was like at uni studying and I was doing tracks from that album and you're searching on the uni computers. Pornography <laughs> extreme. <laughs> <laughs> they were clearly a band that made their album name and their band name before the internet existed. <laughs> I think the answer I always give is Hold Your Colour, the Pen Job debut album. Oh. That's a good album. It's a great album. Is that for Pain Nightmares or not? No, that's in Silicon. That's the second album. Mm. Anybody else? Harry's is like ABBA, <laughs> isn't it? ABBA. Hits. The, mega, the, the golden, golden hits. Uh... Best <laughs> oh. I don't know what's a favourite. An album I go back to a lot is Temple of the Dog. Uh, no one knows is pre Soundgarden, Chris Cornell, and pre Pearl Jam, Eddie Vedder. It's like a mm. tribute album to. I forget his name, but the guy from Mother Love Bone who died. Um, and it's really good. Some awesome Chris Cornell vocals in that song and very nice, like meaningful lyrics and stuff. They're my, oh, they're I would have loved this Chris Cornell if I died. <laughs> I feel like I should have asked this question first because it's, it's, it's a difficult one. Mm-hmm. Might change it up to what you're listening to currently. And then, and then that bell. Yeah, because I think it, I mean, my honest answer changes like every day, probably. <laughs> Uh, maybe just get you to look up your Spotify or whatever you use and be like, but what's in your perfect plane? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, uh, clearly very diverse. Very diverse indeed. Mm. And that is what makes the passing exactly. stage. <laughs> uh, what... It's always different than our sounds. Uh, guys, we're, wow, well, I don't know where the times went. We're, we're practically at the end. It's. That's true. You know, time does fly when you're having a lot of fun. It's crazy. Where can everybody find you guys and your music? Everywhere. Everywhere. We even have TikTok. Oh, we do. So we're we're down with the kids now. We've got TikTok. Oh, now that you just said that, we're None of us know really how to work it or what all the trends are, but uh, yeah, we're doing our best. But we've got Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, mm-hmm. yeah, TikTok. All of our music's on every like streaming service you can think of. Uh, the next, uh, the crisis just got released as well on on every platform. So it's on Spotify, Tidal, Deezer, YouTube Music, where basically wherever you can find it. Um, Wherever you listen to music, it should be there. I'm glad you say that. Apart from, unfortunately, it's not going to be at your local red like record <laughs> store. At the <laughs> Everywhere digitally. <laughs> that, that is true. I'm glad you said Deezer, because, uh, funny, funny thing, there's one person I know that uses Deezer, doesn't use Spotify, and I asked them why, and it was, they were just too lazy to switch to, to, to like Spotify or something like that. <laughs> yeah, for ages, like, uh, when our friend, Joe, he, he used Deezer, and it was just because he had a free trial of it. Because it was always on, it was preloaded onto phones, right. and Spotify wasn't. Yeah. Deezer was always free, so you could just have an account straight from the, the word go when your phone was mm. unlocked. There seems to be a bit of a shift happening at the it's moment. A lot of people are... Spotify a lot, Exodus. Yeah, a lot of yeah, people yeah. are jumping over I'll to Deezer at the moment because of that. Yeah. And also, like supposedly, Deezer actually pays artists more money than Spotify does per stream. I saw that. I saw that. Uh, so I could... I could... Go listen to Deezer, please. <laughs> <laughs> yes, listen to Deezer. I'll be, I'll be sure to use the Deezer link instead of the Spotify link uh, in the description of this podcast. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for having Thank us. You. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Much. You're very welcome. It's been a, it's uh, brought tears to my eyes with uh, laughter and joy.
<laughs> we're going to end on a new track from the beginning no yeah from 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 this year as well the song's called stranger by i hope i'm saying this right i do apologize if i'm saying it wrong the song's called stranger by micah Saturday night. 